All right, so hey, this is Scott Walker. I'm at Fan Expo, and I am talking to uh, Monsieur Maxime our, uh, with Ubisoft. And what do you do there? So I'm uh, Maxime Durand. I'm the historian at uh, Ubisoft for Assassin's Creed. So I've been doing this for over uh, four years now, and on Assassin's Creed Unity for uh, almost two years. Okay, and so um, how much? So uh, what exactly do you do beyond just? Uh, is it really just you and a stack of books uh, coming up with neat ideas and personages you can attach characters to? Is it, is it a lot of lore building backwards? It's a lot of that, of course. Uh, a lot of, uh, of time in library, but that's mostly at the beginning of the game when we uh, were thinking about like how we're going to bring this uh, every time period. You know, every every new Assassin's Creed has a different time setting, so we were thinking about like how it's how. How the the whole set is gonna be is gonna make it into a game, like the main ideas, and then we like as a historian, I go into more details, such as like finding the landmarks, uh, explaining to the team what is gonna be interesting. Uh, in the French Revolution, the, the difficulty is that there are too many landmarks, so so <laughs> yeah. we tried to make a, a good correlation. But there's a, a lot of Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's again, it's crazy. We had more harder choices to make, like on choosing landmarks than on any previous games that we did so uh, like too many cool, cool stuff to, to work with but it, that's that's the same thing with the rest of the French Revolution so many good characters uh, events um, so the job of the historians to work for instance with the creative director with a narrative uh, uh, team to understand what's important and what is less important for the French Revolution how what can we bring into the game like as a matter of like of background for the character to play with all right and so as so once you're out of the library and in the game design phase, what do you really do? What, what, what's your day-to-day -day like? So I can get in, uh, into the office and then uh, I can get uh, asked to uh, find a detail about a landmark, uh, find a, try to find someone that died at a precise date so I can either look into books. Sometimes, uh, even in Assassin's Creed Unity, I look into archives, manuscript archives. So, for instance, uh, I look at death records yeah. from the time period and then I try to find, like, are there an, a lot of interesting people that we are not aware of, of and that like existed back then? So sometimes these are the guys that you find in the game. Uh, they're real people, and then they have backgrounds, but they're not on Wikipedia. So a lot of my work is to find that, but also to understand uh, how politics also affect the way we perceive history. So uh, obviously we try to work with facts when we create a game like Assassin's Creed. So it's easy with landmarks, but when you talk about like political ideas, they are still very important today. I mean, the French yeah. Revolution, the American Revolution are still very uh, popular in terms of politics. They, they, they build the modern system. So what, the way we, uh, we translate that into the game is we have to understand how these uh, balance, how these affects today's politics. So it, it's very precise. So um, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this, but this is probably the second game where newspapers are a really relevant element of the setting. Uh, how do you... How much time did you spend digging through those surviving archives? I'd say not as much as uh, as the importance of the newspapers yeah. would uh, again acknowledge. Uh, you are totally right. The newspapers, both the French Revolution and the American Revolution, it's the first time, and it's like very interesting. It really changed the whole face of uh, of these events because people could write, could like tra transmit. Uh, sorry, they could transmit information. You also have systems like the Tour Chap, so the first uh, semaphore towers. Yes. So, so people could understand during the French Revolution what happens hundreds of kilometers away within the same day. So communication was really important, and it's something you'll find in the game. Uh, so we have, uh, obviously we have the main path in Assassin's Creed Unity. It's about the, the story of the character, but you have side, side quests, side contents, there are hundreds of them. 
we call them the uh, 10,000 stories of Paris. Yes. And um, they're really a lot about like real historic facts or myths about the story of Paris. Either we try to bring you the, the real facts or deconstruct myths as well. Yes. But we like players to play them. So sometimes you'll, some of them are linked to newspapers or to uh, um, information that has been ongoing because of newspapers. That, but we know today that maybe are, aren't true. Maybe there were lies from the time period. But it was just a, a ways of manipulating the people. All right, and so this setting is not just about historical fiction, but sort of constructing a secret history. How do you incorporate that, the ever go, the ever churning conspiracy theories, into uh, into the actual history? So what we do is we try to understand what is the real history, what, what are the leverages between people, characters, and events, and then we find the gray zones. So that's wh that's where we can uh, we can uh, add content because obviously our character is fictive. Yeah. We, we need to have spots where when the play, the players will see the game when they're going to play the missions. At the end, they're going to understand how maybe people from the era saw the events from their their view uh, viewpoint. But then when you play it, you can understand also how we can create a fiction out of real history and add a little extra content. Obviously, our Templars are either real uh, historic characters or are fictive, the same as the Assassins. I mean, it's a secret war, so... Obviously, they didn't record their uh, yeah. their mischiefs, but so that's how we work. Okay, and um, when when like the French Revolution is a pretty long time scale because you have, of course, uh, the initial violence at the Bastille and the subsequent uh, uh, overthrow, and then you also have the Terror and the Napoleonic. Uh, I don't even know what to call era, I should say. And how much of that time scale are you playing with in this game? So when you play the single-player uh, experience with Arnaud, you're really about the French Revolution, so 1789, 1794, so until the Terror. Yeah. But we do have Napoleon in the game, and then the co-op mission, so they're the, uh, a, se a separate narrative drive than the, than the single-player mission. They're made, they're made the same way, but you can play with your friends. We go a bit, a bit later into history, so the Napoleonic era as well. Just going to be Paris, with, because that's just too big, you can't get into, say, Avignon or... Um sort of northern France as well, where things went weird. You got it right. The city of Paris is like the biggest city we've ever built. Yeah. And it, the scale and the size is just bigger. And now we can go inside houses. So about one, every, one of every four houses has an interior. And landmarks also have interiors that you can navigate. So uh, it's like one big city. Like, I mean, there, there's enough there for a game. And I mean, it, it's just me going, well, no, give me more. Give me more. Obviously, yeah. Uh, the river isn't big for sales for sell ships, so yeah. Um, what element of the game that you worked on has you most excited? Seriously, it's the scope. It's the level of details that we have, especially in the crowd life. The fact that we like, uh, if you look at what people are doing in the streets, I mean, you can have up to three thousand people and PCs on screen. So, like, we did have to do a lot of variations so that it wouldn't feel boring. It would feel like refreshing every time you look at someone. They're doing something different. Like, I mean. This crowd is huge, so they they, uh, they have a lot of, uh, of um, jobs that we uh, that we took in from the 80th century records. So uh, uh, jobs on the street level, what people were doing in their shops. I think it's really a scope of the city that I'm really most proud of. Is it just you that writes all the little uh, profiles in the uh, menu screens, or do you have a team that helps you with that? Uh, this year, actually, we did even go further. Uh, we worked with uh, external historians, professors. Uh, to write these, so we did a, a, a second layer pass over that. But uh, but they actually professors wrote the encyclopedia for the Animus database this year, so it's big. It's just big. Okay, <laughs> that I will read all of it because I always do. 
and I do appreciate that. But I think that's all I have to ask. Did you have any uh, final thoughts for uh, my listeners? I, I could go on for hours. I mean, uh, again, uh, just very, very quickly, uh, um, just like uh, something that we brought into the game this year is uh, they are called the gameplay factions. So in the city, uh, now, whether you go into a mission or not, or you, you just want to wander around the city, there's always something happening. We have crowd events, uh, factions, are uh, yeah, the National Guard, the police faction. So they're they're making sure everyone is, is uh, on a, like a neutral set. Yeah. You have uh, terrorist factions, ally factions, which are all new to Assassin's Creed. And it, they're going to really give you a rich experience of the city itself. So the city is a huge playground, an urban playground. So I think it's, the setting is going to be super cool. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International 3.0 license. Visit sbopodcast.com for more shows, contact information, and show notes. Thank you.